everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 79, The Great Debate, Hammocks versus Tents. We are now on Patreon.com. If you would like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail page. We would love for you to be a part of our outdoor backpacking community. Plus, you receive our podcast early before it hits the world. Another way to support us is by listening to Trust the Trail on the Radio Public app for both iOS and Android. So download it today and trust the trail, add trust the trail to your music library. On this episode, we put an end to the debate on which sleep system is better, hammocks versus tents. We share what we've learned throughout years of backpacking and give to you three important pro tips at the end to help you stay a bit warmer. Additionally, we will provide a case study showing which sleep system is more cost-effective during a 32-degree night out on the trail. By the way, you can join us in our discussion on the Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our outdoor podcast family. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. We would love to have you. So speaking of our Trust the Trail podcast community, (laughs) Brian Metzger um, gave us a few suggestions on what kind of podcast that we should do. Now, we already did a podcast, uh, episode five. Long um, time ago. Seemed like forever ago. (laughs) But we thought we would delve back in to see if we could maybe shake this debate up a little bit and really get down to the nitty gritty on hammocks versus tents. And so we did. So Brian, thank you for that suggestion. This podcast is dedicated to you. Um, <laughs> we have a feeling that you have a, you're trying to make that choice. Yeah. <laughs> so we're definitely going to uh, kind of delve in to that. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. You know, I would say, you know, both Scott and myself uh, but prior to meeting and, and, and while, you know, even after we met, we have both been, you know, riding that line and going back and forth between uh, hammocks versus tents, uh, uh, hammocks versus tents, hammocks versus tents. And we've done a lot of both. So we both have an extreme amount of, I would say, you know, hands-on experience. Yeah, and really going- crappy conditions too very crappy conditions and also really good idealistic conditions as well um so we're going to break this down into you know several different categories um to kind of talk a little bit more about are they comparable is there a better option out there and pretty much letting you decide what fits within your own lifestyle based off of how you enjoy camping and and kind of where you want to take your backpacking experience as well. Um, So we're going to talk about size and compactability, um, weight, cost, convenience, or the limitations of each specifically in regard to setup, I think is, is important. We're going to discuss comfort and then we're going to add in pro tips at the end. So, you know, don't go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So um, we did this on a case study. So, you know, how do you compare compare the two? So our our comparison starts at you're going to go backpacking. It's going to be in the fall. You may be in high elevation, but the temperature for sure is going to be 32 degrees at night. That's where we started the comparison at. And that seems to be the area where most people need the most information. Like anybody can do this when it's warm, but when it starts getting colder, your gear changes, you know, uh, the elements around you change. You have wind, you have elevation, you have snow, not snow. There's a lot of variables. And that's usually kind of like the sweet spot where people start going, oh, I was really cold, you know, it's too hot. I have, you know, tons of condensation in my tent. And and so that's the scenario, Um, 32 degrees at night. And that's that's how we start comparing uh, hammocks versus tents. Uh, The other thing too, is that 
You know, when you're choosing a hammock or tent or any sleep system, really, it's still, you still have to ask yourself those three questions. Where are you going? How long are you going to be there? And is weight important to you? So I feel like this is a, a t-shirt. It should logo. be a t-shirt. <laughs> the three, the three know, questions of backpacking. Three questions of backpacking. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, it all changes. You know, one may work great in one area. One may not work great in another area. It's so true. So if you can ask yourself, okay, where am I going? How long am I going to be there? Am I going for the weekend? You know, am I doing a long distance trek? What are the conditions? And weight is emphatically important to me. So that's where we started. Those three questions. So... I think really what we want to make sure we're talking about is like it boils down first and foremost to the insulation yeah. factor yeah. I, I, because we, there's so many pros and cons and there's so many setup values. But let's first talk about at the 32 degree mark um, at this case study. Insulation is going to make or break the difference. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk hammocks first. Okay. Insulation is the key, and it's a different kind of insulation. Um, it's not the insulation where you think we're in your tent and you're, you know, you're going to get your down sleeping bag or your, your insulated mattress pad. It's a whole different level of insulation because the rule of thumb with hammocks is that you're going to be colder. You're going to be colder because you're up off the ground. Dead cold air, dead air gets underneath you and gets trapped between your hammock and the ground. And so by nature, that dead air is, is, is going to make you colder. Um, so you have a lot more exposure because, you know, even though nylon is a great uh, wind protector, um, you're still, you know, your body is right next to the nylon. And so you're, you're just going to be colder. That's, that's, that's just the name of the game with hammocks. So insulation is going to be the key here. So, you know, what do you, what kind of gear are you going to need? What are you going to need to stay warmer at 32 degrees in a hammock versus a tent? Well, the first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to invest in a an underquilt. Whether that's an underquilt, a total quilt, whether that's going to wrap around like a cocoon quilt, that's going to wrap around the sleeping bag, and they make all kinds of different um, quilts for those. So you've got like a 30, you've got a 20. They're all made out of duck down. They're all down quilts. Some of them you can um, use as sleeping bags also. But this is really going to be the insulator. You're going to actually wrap yourself cocoon style, really, um, when you are in a hammock. The other thing that's going to be important is your pad. What kind of pad are you sleeping on? And um, for most hammock, uh, for, for most beginners, if, if you decide um, you're going to use a hammock first, most people have sleeping pads already. So it's going to be a little bit of trial and error when you first get started with the hammock stuff. So you're going to need a sleeping pad. Um, and so I know for me, like I'm a side sleeper. I mean, I toss and turn all night, whether I'm in a hammock or whether I'm in a tent. You do? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's just like you're doing somersaults in your sleep or something. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to have an underquilt. Um, you're going to have to learn how to hang the underquilt, attach it. They have a lot of different hammocks out there that, um, that already have hookups for underquilt. Some of them don't. So that's the first thing. It, but it's imperative you're going to have to have an underquilt uh, for for your hammock at that temperature. You're just going to have to. Um, you're definitely going to want a asymmetrical hammock. Now, it's it's kind of weird the way hammocks are made because they are asymmetrical those are the best but you see you sleep sideways in the hammock and so you sleep sideways because the asymmetrical then fits your body and so you that's just the way it is that's that's those are the best kind of hammocks to get um but they're all asymmetrical or the good ones are asymmetrical well anyway. i mean it makes a huge difference in you know, spreading out um, the fabric 
and making it less of a wrapping you in a tortilla style versus you know, making it suitable for sleep conditions and offering you a little bit more space to be able to move and adjust and sleeping diagonally or at an angle in a hammock really does impact a good night's sleep versus a yeah, bad sleep. Absolutely. The other thing you're going to need also is you're going to need a tarp. You're going to have to have a rain fly or a tarp that goes over your hammock. Um, the Usually the best ones I see, the bigger the better. The 10 by 12 rain tarps um, are usually the best because if it's pouring rain, you can actually pitch your tarp first, set up your hammock underneath it, and you have a place for your gear also. But those are the those are the three main things. You're going to have to have the hammock, but you're going to have to have a down under quilt, over quilt, or cocoon uh, down bag that goes completely wraps around your hammock. You're going to, of course, need your rain fly. Uh, the bigger, the better in this case. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the foam pad and what you're sleeping on um, in our pro tip to try to keep you warmer if you choose a hammock. But you're going to need that too. And Ariane's going to share a pro tip on how to kind of stay on your sleeping pad. <laughs> uh, because one of the things that I know I have had trouble with um, in the past hammocks is that you put your, your sleeping pad on there. You start rolling around. Your sleeping pad all of a sudden is on top of you. <laughs> Each and every you know, time. It shoots out the side or, you know, you're like, and, and it's, a, it's a pain. And so. It happens so much when you're beginning. You've got a mattress pad that's slippery. And then your sleeping bag is slippery. Um, so, you know, your sleeping bag is still, is still highly important. And, you know, again, you know, it, it, are you a cold sleeper? Are you a warm sleeper? The under quilt though is really going to maximize your sleeping bag. So if you have a 20 degree sleeping bag and you're in a hammock, you're going to need a 30 degree quilt under quilt if that temperature gets to 32 degrees you're going to be so thankful because your sleeping bag is is just not going to cut it and here's why when you are sleeping in a hammock with your sleeping bag if it's a down sleeping bag you are sleeping and the compression of that down on the bag in your hammock almost makes the down completely irrelevant which is why a you lot need the of underquilt. Correct. 100%, especially for this case study and the fact that we are talking about 32 degree. I mean, some people sleep colder, so naturally you're going to add that to even a 50 degree night. But, you know, this is why a lot of people opt to reduce the weight um, and not take a sleeping bag, but instead purchase a top quilt only um, because. It's not necessary to have, you know, that down underneath you. So really, you reduce the amount of weight that you're packing in by purchasing a, you know, a, a top quilt or over quilt uh, versus an entire sleeping bag. Um, and again, this is where the differences in cost really do come in drastically and weight in particular is summer versus winter. Now, for this scenario, we're talking about winter because... Like you, like you said, Scott, anybody can do this in the summer months and you're fine. You really aren't talking about a lot of weight. You, you know, it, it it's easy. It, it's just everything is so much more simple. The factor is, is when you get into fall, when you get into winter, when you get into those chillier evenings, that's when you add your cost, you add your weight, you add, you add, add, add versus hammocks and tents it, it, it's really no difference I, I would say a tent is relatively one across the board like cost and weight you're still packing in the same but the cost differentiation and the weight really does play a key role with hammocks absolutely it's definitely a system and it's a system that you have to practice a absolutely for sure so big pros about hammocks in general is well besides everybody loves them for their ease of use I mean, generally speaking, they're easy to use. They're 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 fun. Uh, the setup is easy. Um, everything about it. It's a relatively faster setup. Once I would say, once practice makes perfect. I, 
I initially had a harder time learning to set up a hammock properly. Um, you know, the, the proper, the proper, you know, height on the tree to get it where that suspension, um, you know, with your, your suspension set up where it's like ideal and it's perfect. Uh, you know, you want that particular angle just right for your head. You know, there's a lot of different things that go into the setup that initially I think are a little bit more challenging to work through and it will take a longer time. But once you figure out what it is that you enjoy, the setup is, is relatively faster, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I remember setting up my Hennessy, one of the first Hennessy hammocks is when they only had two hammocks available. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> and um, you you got in from the bottom of the hammock. Yeah. You know, like you're you're giving birth to yourself. <laughs> when you got out in the morning time, you know, and your feet would like dangle out of the, the hammock and you literally would give birth to yourself. And I remember <laughs> watching that video of how to tie the knot. And I mean, it's like I had to I had to watch it every time I went backpacking before I left so Just I could remember. remember. So it so it, in the, that the, case, not so quick. No, I mean it's like it takes practice because you know, of course now with uh, Eno and stuff like that's a lot easier. It's a carabiner, boom, you're done. But still, but you it also does take add, practice in the initial setup for sure. So that's the difference between your weight. So your suspension options are they can range in weight dramatically you can get a very i would say more challenging to learn setup and that is going to reduce your weight but trifold but then if you want to take an eno setup you're definitely adding an extreme amount of weight just for the ease of use and like absolutely you know rapid carabiner so there's a big difference there again your three questions is weight important to you is going to be a key role in that um, and then you add in bug nets. A lot of people don't like the creepy crawlers. You know, you throw that in, you add bug net to it. You're adding more, less compactability and more uh, weight and cost to that purchase. But um, one of the, you know, biggest, I would say, uh, but one, of, uh, one of the biggest things, you have multi-pitch options with your rainfly. So whereas in a tent, your rainfly, you know, it... Over your tent, it goes over your tent, and it is conformed <laughs> to you know the 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 size variations of your tent, and it's it's very easy. It's done for you. It's like you can set it up blind, but with a hammock setup, you do have a lot more freedom in you know how are you going to pitch that? Are you going to be able to you know adjust it according to the wind to keep the wind? That's if the right. wind is coming in at a particular angle. You know, you can you can maneuver that setup however you want to make it user friendly to you. You can pitch it high, pitch it low. You can you do know, whatever you, got, you want. You got a lot of different pitching options with a uh, hammock uh, setup as far as your rain fly goes. And then again, not one size fits all. You can get a bigger rain fly to offer yourself more protection if you're going out in a, a lot of winter months. You know, you're expecting a lot of snowfall. You're expecting um, you know, a lot of rain, you can actually, you know, you don't have to purchase the, the appropriate size for that hammock size. You can extend the size of it and make it a bigger tarp setup so that, well, I should say rainfly setup so that you can accommodate your needs and your desires. Um, number one, probably pro, I would say for hammocks are, you can be, you can gain consistency in your sleep pattern. So there's no more, well, there is sliding off the pad, but not with the pro tip that we are going to offer you. <laughs> but regardless of the terrain in which you experience, if you can set up with, a tr with trees, you are going to keep and maintain consistency, consistency in how you sleep. So with a tent, you may have a slope. You may have a little bit rockier terrain. It may not be as, you know, absorbent as you enjoy, whatever. With a hammock, you maintain that regular, you know. Yeah. You're established. You sleep the same way every single night in a hammock than you do in a tent. I fell out and of a hammock one time. And that's the number sleeping. one love. 
It fell right out of it. <laughs> I, ble- I believe that. It fell right out of it. I so believe that. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I turned and I just, I'm the ter- I'm a terrible sleeper. Terrible. And so I, I don't know what happened. I turned, I rolled over and I thought I had a little bit more room. and Not you know, so much. And I, I inverted the hammock. <laughs> Good thing there was a bug head on there. I would have, I would have fallen right on the ground probably. But yeah, the, the but the but but you you do you it is it is more comfortable. It is a lot. <laughs> I would say it's a lot. Hands down, it is a lot more comfortable. Well, if you're not cold, <laughs> you're. It's not comfortable yeah, if you are true. cold yeah, in a, in a hammock. That's true. You know, it's not comfortable in a tent either. But for the for the most part. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, as far as uh, what what we've what we've experienced in in hammocks. But um, you know, people swear by the by the good night's sleep they get uh, in a hammock. And a lot of people with claustrophobia don't necessarily enjoy it. Um, you know, so that's something you might want to take into consideration. I, I Scott definitely has some. Um, claustrophobia issues from time to time so <laughs> i think that's probably why you fell out of it you purposely rolled out yeah, to get in, out yeah in the winter time like you know with the you know with the underquilt the cocoon type style down over the bag um, i really do feel like i um i'm hibernating for the winter <laughs> and I'm not getting out anytime soon. It's it's like that's a, my but that's me that's yeah. that's all that's my yeah. personal issue. Um, I I like to spread out when I sleep a little bit. So you know. <laughs> so another uh, another big huge pro is uh, what a lot of people really enjoy about the hammock setup in general is that there's less condensation that forms, almost minimal condensation that forms with your setup because you have you have airflow you have a lot more airflow coming through it with um your rainfly. you still have air moving and you know moving through it whereas in a tent you are a lot more stagnant you have less airflow and therefore your condensation is building inside also it's a little bit easier to break down your gear because you don't have to wait for it to dry out necessarily it dries out faster because you don't have the dry drying time that you would um hands down it's probably easier to maintain with cleanliness because you're elevated up off the ground you're bringing in less dirt and debris into it which a lot of people do they don't like they don't like bringing in the sticks and the leaves and the dirts which Uh, i'm like bring it on in let's let's snuggle on into the little bugs um so you know those are the main those are the main pros your disadvantages are let's face it if you're above tree line or if you're on a sandy beach, you know, if you're in the desert with very minimal, you know, tree coverage, um, you know, I would say some deserts do offer some form of ability to be able to do it. But for the most part, desert camping, you they, they're useless. They're they just they're not an option. You would be you would be hard pressed to pitch a hammock. In the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Absolutely. Uh, very rocky, very little uh, trees down there, um, and, and very little uniform trees that would be conducive to even uh, hang a hammock. So, you know, that's one place where you would think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be down there. I'll have lots of options. Really, um, one person did bring a hammock. Uh, and they had a hard time pitching it. <laughs> a very uh, hard time. So it wasn't just readily available. They had to go off camp area to to pitch it, um, which is a big no-no in the Grand Canyon, by the way. So it, it was, you know, it, it was a little, it was. It's very unaccommodating for certain terrains. But that's all part of the question. Like, know where you're going to go. Yep. You know, that's why doing your research you know, before you set out is so important. What's the train going to be? Where, you know, where am I going to be? What's the, you know, geographical area of where I'm going to be backpacking in? And so that's super important as far as what gear you're going to bring. Absolutely. And I think that like, um, specific to this scenario with winter setup, initially it takes a huge disadvantage upfront, but not long term is, is that it initially takes so much more practice at setting up properly 
um, your under quilt to get that right balance between, you know, getting close enough to the bottom of your hammock with your weight inside of it with enough airflow to be able to have that under quilt do the job that it needs to do. And let's face it, you are going to be cold for an entire season. <laughs> you, are you, going might be. <laughs> to, you are going to have a lot you're gonna your learning curve is going to be, you know, a lot more uncomfortable, I would say, because you're constantly adjusting and, and, and adapting to weight and pressures and where your body lies in the hammock and how that underquilt plays in having you stay warm. The underquilt is an entire science to your body weight distribution. And to get that right takes a lot of practice. Once you get it, hands down, it's a lot easier. Um, and, uh, of course, you are exposed to more um, you know, colder air, the dead air, the airflow, regardless of, you know, how you pitch your rainfly. And so you are probably going to have add layers on overnight to be able to, you know, cover your face Possibly. for wind yeah. exposure, yeah. air exposure, yep. which you don't have in a tent. Yep, absolutely. And I would say those are your basic pros and disadvantages of hammocks in general. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, tents. Tents. Tried Tent, and true, man. Tried and true tents. Um, the comparison to tents is uh, its a whole different story. So using our 32-degree night, you're going to bring your three-season tent, um, one-person tent, right? So because usually hammocks are single-person, one-person tent, what are you going to have? Your sleep system is everything how to stay around, um, warm. So you're going to have your ground cloth. You're going to have your sleeping bag, but your sleeping pad is probably going to be much different, much different, because now your sleeping pad is all about comfort because a hammock provides that comfortability in a hammock, which most, which a lot of hammock people love and a tent, you know, you're sleeping on the ground. It's going to be hard ground, you know, so you know, it's not going to be that, you know, I, it feels like I'm lying in, in bed. Um, it's going to be a, it, it could be a rougher night's sleep. So your mattress pad is everything and it's going to have to be, you know, there's a ton of them out there. If you want a good R value sleeping pad, you're going to drop some change. You know, you, you could drop, you know, easy 170 to 250 bucks on a really good insulated sleeping pad. And so now it's all about your sleeping bag. It's the science within your tent. Your tent, however, gives you warmth. So it could be up to seven degrees warmer inside your tent. So you're using your tent as an advantage. You're using that as a gear advantage. And, you know, it. it's, you know, you, you don't have to practice for, you know, three months out in, the, out in the wilderness to learn how to set up your tent. It's, it's going to be a much, much faster um, learning curve, I would say. Much faster learning curve. You're going to be able to set it up, break it down, and, um, and get on your way. There's not a lot of science behind it other than it's your sleeping bag and your sleeping pad. That's it. That's all the science there is. And so, and we if, recently did a podcast all devoted to that, um, you know, on the importance of your sleeping pad, yeah, and your sleeping bag, absolutely, and the combo of those two, absolutely. And um, I know we just had one of our uh, members on our Facebook community ask, you know, that question. You know, his wife was really cold, and they changed sleeping bags, and then she was fine. So it that, you know, that's also. You know a lifestyle choice a practice you know maybe you know you buy a sleeping bag and it's just just doesn't work for you so you bring it back and get another one but that's really the two items it's you've got your your sleeping pad that's going to give you the comfort of sleeping on the ground and keep you warm so it's got to have a multi-purpose and then your sleeping bag what are the advantages of the tent well hands down it's the most tried and true system out there tents have been around for since forever in whatever form, you know, the tent is a very basic setup. It's it's tried and true. And now with technology and design, you have so many different design options out there. Um, 
you know, shapes, anything that you can think of. So you can really tailor a tent more to your precise specifications and needs than I would say you could a hammock in general. So hands down, that is, if you're very particular, that's a big one. Um, You know, Scott already alluded to it, retaining your warmth value. Um, You're cutting yourself off from that direct exposure. So you're more sheltered. You are within a tent five to seven degrees warmer than you would be sleeping in a hammock. In a hammock based off of cutting off that direct exposure um, to whatever elements that you're facing. Um, Then, of course, let's say you can break up the weight. So let's say you're hiking with a partner, right? And you're sleeping in the same tent. You're carrying a two-person tent. You can break that uh, tent up, which is always a wise idea in some form to be able to break that up so that somebody always, if you know, if you're separate, I'm not going to go too much into that, but you can for, for weight specific comfort, you can break up the components of the tent and offer yourself a lighter load. So that's kind of an advantage there, but that's only if you're going with multiple people or, you know, um, uh, with a partner. Um, Huge for new backpackers, and this is something that I personally have not experienced from myself, but have watched so many of my own friends and people that I know go through this. You feel safer in a tent than you do exposed. There's almost this like this sense of security by being fully enclosed. Well, if you don't and, see and it, and it, it's not it's, out there. <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind, <laughs> out of reality, right. which, you know, so there is that element. And I, and I think that does play a huge role in the mental game of, you know, feeling comfortable going out there on your own. Um, so that's kind of a big one, even though it's, 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 it's not applicable to everybody, I would say. But then, um, you know, a, a big one that I've also learned is you have more ability to spread your gear out in an, you know, in a tent thing and keeping it out of the elements. Everybody packs differently. Everybody likes to do things differently. And being in a tent offers you that space to be able to do that. And that's kind of a big thing for a lot of people. When you start asking around, you know, why do you enjoy the tent? Those are like some things you may not think about, but all plays into how do you backpack and and how what is your lifestyle like it's always a lifestyle it's always about lifestyle it always comes down to your lifestyle all the time and i would say hands down those are those are big pluses for a tent um your disadvantages your let's the the setup is a little bit more challenging to perfect i would say so in a hammock you could control that you have the same optimal type of sleep every single night in a hammock with a tent. You know, you may have dense forest or rocky terrain Uneven earth is a huge Nothing factor. Nothing like a big protruding boulder sleep <laughs> on your tent floor sticking into your back all night. Or my favorite, an unlevel ground. So Which is bag, actually very common, more than you would oh, think. All the time. I can't even tell you how many times I've actually slid down my sleeping pad. Oh my God, it's until so Until you showed me the trick. Right. That you know. But... That I would just like it would like every ten minutes I'd have to get up and scoot myself sleepless back. Sleepless so nights in a tent because when I when I was out on the Appalachian Trail, more often than not, I would probably say about ninety eight percent of my nights were on uneven ground because there is very little flat ground. You would think the Appalachian Trail of all places would have flat ground because it's so popular. You mean those Appalachian Mountains are not flat? They are not. Who thought <laughs> that? Flat. That's so it's, crazy. You know, it is very challenging to find the perfect, optimal spot where with a creek just just download it well i'm talking about terrain (laughs) everything is all nice and you know the weather is ideal the clouds are perfect and it's a starry night yeah Yeah. bluebirds in the morning time i'm I'm talking more about terrain in general um and it it, it can be very challenging so 
tense hand down, take a back seat, just from that level alone of, of finding the most optimal flat ground without it being a pool uh, for to collect rainwater if it rains. Well, that, <laughs> right, and that's that, that's another huge advantage of a hammock. Doesn't have to worry huge. about the flash flood that's coming <laughs> down through your one. tent, and you're up level watching everyone scatter out of their tents like rats. Um, <laughs> and I and that we've actually seen that before, by the way. I've been I've and been the hammock involved. Was, in the it. hammock guy was saying, oh, "How's that working out for you guys down there?" So, I would know, say too that you probably have a little bit of longer breakdown with a tent you know I, I, Scott I think, disagrees with me on this well I, I, but, I do but I think that it's it all comes down to getting to know your gear I think once you really get to know your d gear you could set up your hammock just as fast as anybody could set up a tent um, but it, you know it's just when you get to that point where you know your sleep system so well that you could do it blindfolded. True. And that's really what but, it takes out there once you really get going is really knowing how your sleep system works. So I think in the beginning for, for new people, it's all it's all kind of uh, an unknown a little bit, you know? Yeah. I know for me, the hammock, uh, it did take, it did, you know, with a tent, you can go out there for a weekend and really not know that much, but you know, you're gonna, you're gonna figure out how to pitch a tent. You're gonna figure that out. With a hammock, you know, your biggest, you know, fear is like, what if this knot breaks? You know, <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, going down. Well, then you come crashing to the ground. <laughs> and, you know, so I think there's, you know, the tent, you know, there's no fall <laughs> variable in that. You know, with the hammock is like you have to make sure you're not, you know, you're not falling. So I think, you know, I think there's just different variables with, with each setup and learning how to do it. But in the end, once you get to know your sleep system, I mean, you know it like the back of your hand for sure. So what we did was we broke down the comparison cost of a one-person tent, and I used a super lightweight tent and a super lightweight hammock. So using that, um, using lightweight at 32 degrees is what I came up with. So the best one-person tent really for the weight would probably be if you're whether you're going to do a uh, you know like a, a weekend or a week or a long distance like doesn't really matter um i found the big agnes copper spur it's the ul1 ultralight one it's a one person three season tent it doesn't have the extra rain fly so and it's a freestanding tent um it's very easy to set up two pounds two ounces that's with the the poles and the whole tent. Two pounds, two ounces. That's an awesome weight. But the footprint is four ounces, and the footprint's 60 bucks. Big Agnes, they get you. So you got to get the footprint. That's 60 bucks. So you're still under three pounds. So two, two pounds, six ounces for your tent and for your ground cloth. Okay, that is just your shelter. Just the shelter. And that's... That is assuming that you have an insulated pad that you're sleeping on and you have a, at least a 20 degree sleeping bag. If you know it's gonna be 32 degrees that night. I'm assuming you've done your research and everyone knows it's gonna it's gonna get chilly that night, right? <laughs> so, I, I think you can reduce cost by making your own rain fly with lighter material, which I think well, we've Well, this big Agnes, you don't need the rain. It's a single wall tent and it's, it's, yeah. it's already got it. So so now let's look at your hammock cost. So I picked the Hennessy Hammock Hyperlight Zip. This is a super, super lightweight hammock. It's got the zipper that you don't have to get in on the underneath the 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 hammock that's an older version it, it just zips and you get into it and zip it back up um, it's got the no cm mesh uh, uh, screen on there um, now of course now when you get into hammocks you start you start having to have variables that you have to meet you have to meet like i guess qualifications one right. of them is you, you can't be over six feet tall right length becomes a big factor and weight so the Hennessy hammock has a, uh, a height limit and a weight limit. It's six feet tall and 200 pounds. Now they make uh, another hammock that can hold a little bit more, but it's a little bit more costly too. So this, so packed weight for a Hennessy 
Um, hyper light zip, six foot tall, 200 pounds. Pack weight is one pound, 12 ounces. So almost two pounds. So you're almost at the same amount of weight. You're like, wow, the, the hammock is actually less weight. But you've got to get the Rainfly, and that's eight ounces. So if you get the 10 by 12, just regular Rainfly, you can get an Equinox tarp that's a 10 by 12, and that's going to cost you about $110, okay? And that's, that weighs approximately eight to 12 ounces, depending on how big you go. And then, of course, that is going to be about $259 if you add the Rainfly. That's going to be a little bit more expensive than than that. You might be up to about $359. So now you're in the winter. Now it's 32 degrees, right? You're going to need that underquilt. So I priced out the uh, RE 30 degree underquilt, 800 fill, duck down. It's treated duck down so it can get a little moisture in there, correct? And that underquilt weighs one pound, 10 ounces, and that's 150 bucks. So you can start seeing the added cost for the hammock if you're going to hammock when it's chilly outside. Right. Again, you're gonna cost need more and weight. Gear. That's correct. And this is super being... ultralight gear, by the way. And, and this is only one cost comparison. Um, you, the, the, there's multiple scenarios out there for cost comparison. Relatively speaking, you are either equivalent in price or you are adding cost to a hammock setup That's overall right. overall for, for going to keeping your weight yep. at an equivalent weight comparison to you know a lightweight tent i would say yeah and because you could go really cheap on it on on a hammock setup really inexpensive but you are you are paying for it in weight well true i mean you can you can buy a bug net hammock you know that's really just no cm mesh for very little money at rei but that limits you as far as versatility in the winter time in the winter time you are still going to have to buy then the underquilt you're still going to have to buy um your mattress pad is going to have to be a different kind of setup you're still going to have to buy the the rain fly and then how big do you go compared to you know price and weight so you really have <clears throat> you really have a couple weight factors that you have to look at as far as gear items for your sleep system you've got your underquilt and you've got your rain tarp and now you've got your hammock so in the tent you really kind of have you know three you've got your tent you've got your sleeping pad and you got your sleeping bag so in the hammock we're assuming you're going to bring a sleeping bag we're assuming that. So if you had, if it was going to be 32 degrees that night, you had a 30 degree underquilt and you brought a 20 degree bag, sleeping bag, you're going to probably be pretty warm. Again, though, even if you bring a down sleeping bag, the down underneath your bag is going to be irrelevant because you are compressing it so much in, in that hammock. It's going to be irrelevant. So this is a pro tip that I'm going to give you to stay warmer in a hammock um, without having to spend a ton of money on a sleeping pad. The pro tip is just get a regular Thermarest ridge rest. Just a really foam, it's a foam pad. Um, they sell them everywhere. It's a, just the ridge rest made by Thermarest. It's just like a yoga Foam pad. Yeah, very simple, very cost-effective. Go buy a roll of Reflectix, okay? <laughs> we know that really well. So buy a roll of Reflectix, buy the smaller roll, take the Reflectix and wrap it around the Thermarest Ridge Rest all the way around. Um, you can, you know, tape it, you can sew it, um, cinch it, um, just wrap that around there. Put that in your hammock with the same conditions. You've got your... You've got your um, underquilt, you've got your sleeping bag, but now you're using a foam pad, which is a great insulator for a hammock, um, and you've got your Reflectix. Now, the Reflectix only has an R value of one. You're thinking, well, that's not much insulation. You're not using it for the R value. You're using it that your body heat is, is, is shooting out. So you're really taking your heat 
and the reflectix absorbs the heat, it absorbs it. It acts as a conductor. And so the bottom of your body, and the most important place to keep warm, obviously, is your midsection. And, and when you go camping, it's always your midsection. That's where all the blood is. You keep your midsection warm, your extremities are going to be warm. So the reflectix, what that does is it just kind of almost reflects the heat back up into you so it doesn't go out, and the reflectix absorbs the heat. That's a cheap, easy pro tip to really stay warmer when it gets down to, you know, 30... 32 degrees, maybe a little below, I think 20 degrees, you're probably going to get a, a thicker foam pad in there probably. Um, but at the 32 degree level, um, that is a great, great insulator and it's extremely cheap to make and it's a great do-it-yourself project for your Warmth care. on a budget. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've used it. Uh, I've used it a hundred times. It, it, absolutely will keep you warmer in a hammock situation also to keep your pad in place which we have alluded to a couple times a pro tip i picked up along the way is i got a non-slip outdoor rug mat and i know that sounds crazy you're like oh my god you're adding gear you're adding weight but not really you need a very minimal amount. Now, I when I first started, I cut it to the size of my sleeping pad. And I very quickly learned that I did not need that much, um, you know, surface space on it. I just needed a little bit to be able to keep my sleeping pad in place. A little bit, you know, kind of around my feet area and a little bit right under my hip area. And if, if you can just cover that area in a little section and, and everybody sleeps differently. So it's going to adjust to your sleep habits. Um, but it's extremely lightweight. It offers airflow because it's gridded out. You know, it's just a rubberized, very, very thin material. And it's extremely easy to clean. You'll never just slide off your pad again. Never. Ever. I've never, my mattress pad has, has never shot out um to the left or right side of me and i can't even tell you how many times i've woken up on the ground with my pad <laughs> over on the side right because we tarp it we you know my, my sleeping pad has been outside of the tarp before and when Ariane showed me that i've never ever had a problem again with that right and it's it's, and it's so brilliant it well, why thank you I, I it's one of those things where it's and and this is gonna get a little bit of cheesy for you for a second but I started using it because out of necessity but now Scott and I use it and we put it in between our two pads to keep our pads closer together so on cold nights we are actually sleeping closer together and there's nothing like you know, waking up in the early morning, just being able to roll and turn your face and, and say good morning to your partner. And so th that's been a big advantage for us. Um, that's right. A little sap. That's right. <laughs> that's right. After your dog comes and kisses me in the lips and puts her tongue in my in my mouth. But so yeah, again, it's, it's a great like, way to wake up. So again, those, um, you know, one more pro tip is try and purchase gear that's versatile to your lifestyle. I will tell you, hands down, most people that hammock camp also ground camp in a tent. It's normal to bounce back and forth between the two. Now, Scott and I, like he said, we actually tarp it, so we're not doing necessarily either. Uh, we're doing a variable of the ground camping, um, and that's just based out of our lifestyle. So what fits your lifestyle? Um, there's, you know, for instance, you know, I moved away from hammock camping when Scott and I started dating and wanted to be there's nothing like just waking up next to somebody and my dog hates the hammock she right. won't stay in it right she wants to sleep on my body and it just became a natural you know way to go when I first got her five years ago I started moving more towards the tent aspect of things yeah and I think so you it's hit all the, about your lifestyle yeah I think you hit the nail on the head that the the debate between hammocks and tents is this there is no debate it's 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 what you want it's it's based on your lifestyle out there and what you feel comfortable with if you feel comfortable in a hammock 
and you have figured out a way to, to stay warm and that's good, man, do the hammock. If you have figured out a way to, if you love your tent and you're happy with your tent, do your tent. I think the key here is that, you know, uh, you have to be comfortable with it and it's okay to change out gear depending on where you're going to go. Do we always use the tarp? No. Do we use a tent? Yes. Do we use a hammock? Absolutely. Yes. So it really is, there's no one way that's better than the other. It's really going to be up to you to go out there, test your gear, be willing to buy something, test it, and be willing to take it back. You know, and say, well, this didn't work for me. You know, and then try something else. That's very common in the backpacking world. People do it all the time. Um, that's why Ariane and I have such a big gear closet. It's embarrassing. Um, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but um, but we have, <coughs> excuse me, we have our go-to gear that depending on where we're going to go, that's the gear we grab. And so if, if we're going to go, you know, hiking, um, you know, like a, a, I know hammockforums.net, they go down to uh, – uh, oh, I forgot that place in North Carolina, but they they all hammock on a slope. There's no level ground, and so they all they they just all hammock in in the woods. There's no place to pitch your tent. Question one: Where are you going? Yeah, absolutely. Two: How long are you going to be there? And is weight important to you? All factors that come in in deciding what your option is going to be for that particular outing. So there really is no debate. The, de- the, the debate has is, been debunked. Yeah, there is no debate. <laughs> um, it's really that piece of gear that fits for you. So anyway, um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We really super appreciate that. Hope we gave you some value today. Um, you can, if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes and help us get our podcast out and spread the word. We all we always love to know how we're doing. So write us a review. That would be great. Uh, Shouts to our new Facebook members and our Patreon members, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, and John Phillips. We really super appreciate you guys joining our our Patreon page. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and now on Radio Public, um, both for iOS and Android. And remember, in the meantime, trust trust the trail. trail. Bye, guys. Bye.